0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of the Course in Miracles original edition published by our very fine friends of Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net. Or, if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read acimoe. Also on that drop-down menu, there's an option to subscribe, to receive a daily excellent email from the Course in Miracles Society that includes both the text reading that we share on the call every morning, as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, with Section 5, The Guide to Salvation. The guide to salvation we're also mindful of our lesson today review lesson 53 which contains five ideas all of which point to the fact that the Holy Spirit is the bridge to our real thoughts my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world I am upset because I see a meaningless world a meaningless world engenders fear God did not create a meaningless world and my thoughts are images which I have made. <clears throat> I'm just tap one line here that's not muted. Give me a second. There we go. And by way of opening this morning, um, I just love how these things come from exactly the right place at the right time. Given that uh, today is reading The guide to salvation and this particular lesson both point exactly, precisely to the fact that the Holy Spirit is the guide to my real thoughts. I found this poem. It's called Kabir's Inner Guru. It's called that, though most of Kabir's work he never titled. In any event, Kabir's Inner Guru. When I miss my way, my inner guru shows up. I have given up prescribed ways of worship. No pilgrimage for me. People think they're clever and I'm crazy. I don't worship in temples. I don't ring the bell for God. I don't offer idols heaps of fresh flowers. I don't even meditate or sacrifice or do for him any painful austerities. I'm kind to every being I meet. I treat them as my equals. I live free from any worldly pleasures or connections. I tolerate the harsh things others may say about me. I've stripped pride from my heart. Kabir says, I believe deeply for these observances. God will shower grace on me. When I miss my way, my inner guru shows it. Amen. Boy, oh, I like that. that God, was
1: that, was that was
2: beautiful.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a gift for me today, for sure. So, thanks. Glad you guys liked it, too. Here's our reading list today. We have, uh, let's see, here we go, Fran, Karen, Robin Marie, Judy, and Mindy are with us and listening, and who else has joined? was would like to say good morning. We'll be on the reading Hi, list. Hi, good
3: morning. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on that list. Thank you, Lori, and love that poem. Love it. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, Diana. <laughs>
0: Anyone else? Okay. Well then, here we go. Once again in Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness. It was Section 5, The Guide to Salvation. The way to learn to know your brother is by perceiving the Holy Spirit in him. We've already said that the Holy Spirit is the bridge or thought transfer of perception to knowledge, so we can use the terms as if they were related because in His mind they are. The relationship must be in His mind because unless it were, the separation between the two ways of thinking would not be open to healing. He is part of the Holy Trinity because His mind is partly yours, And also partly God's. This needs clarification. Not in statement, since we have said it before. But in experience. A friend. Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness. Section 5, The Guide to Salvation. Paragraph 32. The way to learn to know your brother is by perceiving the Holy Spirit in him. We have already said that the Holy Spirit is the bridge or thought transfer of perception to knowledge. So we can use the terms as if they were related because in his mind they are. The relationship must be in his mind because unless it were the separation between the two ways of thinking would not be open to healing. He is part of the Holy Trinity because his mind is partly yours and also partly God's. This needs clarification not in statement since we have said it before but in experience. 33. The Holy Spirit is the idea of healing. Being thought the idea gains as it is shared being the call for God. It is also the idea of God. Since you are part of God It is also the idea of yourself, as well as of all the parts of God. The ideas of the Holy Spirit shares the property of other ideas, because it follows the laws of the universe of which it is a part. Therefore, it is strengthened by being given away. It increases in you as you give it to your brothers. Since thoughts do not have to be conscious to exist, Your brother does not have to be aware of the Holy Spirit, either in himself or in you, for this miracle to occur. Thank you, Fran. Karen.
2: 33. The Holy Spirit is the idea of healing. Being taught, the idea gains as it is being shared as it is shared. Being the call for God, it is also the idea of God. Since you are a part of God, it is also the idea of yourself, as well as of all the parts of God. The idea of the Holy Spirit, the idea of the Holy Spirit shares the property of other ideas because it follows the laws of the universe of which it is part. Therefore, it is strengthened by being given away. It increases in you as you give it to your brothers. Since thoughts do not have to be conscious to exist, your brother does not have to be aware of the Holy Spirit, either in himself or in you for this miracle to occur. 34, your brother may have dissociated the call for God, just as you have. The dissociation is healed in both of you as you become aware of the call for God in him and thus acknowledge its being. There are two ways of seeing you, brother, which are diametrically opposed to each other. They must both be in your mind because you are the perceiver. They must also be in his because you are perceiving him. Feed him through the Holy Spirit in his mind, and you will recognize him in yours. What you acknowledge in your brother, you are acknowledging in yourself, and what you share, you strengthen. Thank you,
1: Karen.
0: And rob Marie.
1: 34. Your brother may have dissociated the call for God just as you have. The dissociation is healed in both of you as you become aware of the call for God in him and thus acknowledge its being. There are two ways of seeing your brother which are diametrically opposed to each other. They must both be in your mind because you are the perceiver. They must also be in his because you are perceiving him. See him through the Holy Spirit in his mind and you will recognize him in yours. What you acknowledge in your brother you are acknowledging in yourself and what you share you strengthen. 35. The voice of the Holy Spirit is weak in you, that is why you must share it. It must be increased in strength before you can hear it. It is impossible to hear it in yourself while it is so weak in your own mind. It is not weak in itself, but it is limited by your unwillingness to hear it. Will itself is an idea and is therefore strengthened by being shared. If you make the mistake of looking for the Holy Spirit in yourself alone, your meditations will frighten you, because by adopting the ego's viewpoint, you are undertaking undertaking an ego-alien journey with the ego as guide. This is bound to produce fear.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. And Diana.
3: Thank you. Um, let me just, I'm on my phone today for the first time. Let me just reengage engage here. Okay. 30, um, 35. The voice of the Holy Spirit is weak in you. That is why you must share it. It must be increased in strength before you can hear it. It is impossible to hear it in yourself while it is so weak in your mind, in your own mind. It is not weak in itself, but it is limited by your unwillingness to hear it. Will itself is an idea and is therefore strengthened by being shared If you make the mistake of looking for the Holy Spirit in yourself alone, your meditations will frighten you because by adopting the ego's viewpoint, you are undertaking an ego alien journey with the ego as guide. This is bound to produce fear. 36. Delay is of the ego because time is its concept. Delay is obviously a time idea. Both time and delay are meaningless in eternity. We have said before that the Holy Spirit is God's answer to the ego. Everything which the Holy Spirit, reminds you, is in direct opposition to the ego's notions because true and false perceptions are themselves opposed. The Holy Spirit has the task of undoing what the ego has made, he undoes it in the same realm of discourse in which the ego itself operates or the mind would be unable to understand the change. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Diana. And would there be a new reader for 36 and
4: 37? i in. I can do it, Lori. Okay. Thanks, Delay is of the ego because time is its concept. Delay is obviously a time idea. Both time and delay are meaningless in eternity. We have said before that the Holy Spirit is God's capital answer to the ego, Everything of which the Holy Spirit reminds you is in direct opposition to the ego's notions because true and false perceptions are themselves opposed. The Holy Spirit has the task of undoing what the ego has made. He undoes it in the same realm of discourse in which the ego itself operates or the mind would be unable to understand the change. We have repeatedly emphasized that one level of the mind is not understandable to another. So it is with the ego and the soul. With time and eternity. Eternity is an idea of God, so the soul understands it perfectly. Time is a belief of the ego, so the lower mind which is the ego's domain, accepts it without question. The only aspect of time which is really eternal is now. That is what we really mean when we say that now is the only time. Quote, now is the only time. Unquote. The literal nature of this statement does not mean anything to the ego. Which interprets it at best to mean, quote, don't worry about the future, unquote. That is not what it really means at all. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader then for 37 and 38? This is Sandra, I can read. Thanks, Sandra.
5: 37. We have repeatedly emphasized that one level of the mind is not understandable to another, though so it is with the ego and the soul, with time and eternity. Eternity is an idea of God, so the soul understands it perfectly. Time is a belief of the ego, so the lower mind, which is the ego's domain, accepts it without question. The only aspect of time which is really eternal is now. That is what we really mean when we say that now is the only time. The literal nature of this statement does not mean anything to the ego, which interprets it at best to mean don't worry about the future. That is not what it really means at all. 38. The Holy Spirit is the mediator between the interpretations of the ego and the knowledge of the soul. His ability to deal with symbols enables him to work against the ego's beliefs in its own language. His equal ability to look beyond symbols into eternity also enables him to understand the laws of God for which he speaks. He can thus perform the function of reinterpreting what the ego makes. Not by destruction, but by understanding. Understanding is light, and light leads to knowledge. The Holy Spirit is in light because He is in you who are light. But you yourselves do not know this. It is therefore the task of the Holy Spirit to reinterpret you on behalf of God.
0: Oh, thank you, Sandra. And is there another new reader for thirty eight thirty nine? Okay, back to you, Fran. Thirty eight. The Holy Spirit is the
1: mediator between the interpretations of the ego and the knowledge of the soul. His ability to deal with symbols enables him to work against the ego's belief in its own language. His equal ability to look beyond
0: symbols into eternity also enables him to understand the laws of God for which he speaks. He (coughs) can excuse me. (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> he can thus perform the function of reinterpreting what the ego makes, not by destruction, but by understanding. Understanding is light, and light leads to knowledge. The Holy Spirit is in life because he is in you who are light. But you yourselves do not know this. It is therefore the task of the Holy Spirit to reinterpret you on behalf of God. 39 you cannot understand yourself alone this is because you have no meaning apart from your rightful place in the sonship and the rightful place of the sonship is god this is your life your eternity and yourself it is of this that the holy spirit reminds you it is this that the holy spirit sees this vision invariably frightens the ego because it is so calm Peace is the ego's greatest enemy because, according to its interpretation of reality, war is the guarantee of its survival. The ego becomes strong in strife. If you believe there is strife, you will react viciously because the idea of danger has entered your mind. The idea itself is an appeal to the ego.
2: Thank you, Fran. And Karen. 39. You cannot understand yourselves alone. This is because you have no meaning apart from your rightful place in the Sonship. And the rightful place of the Sonship is God. This is your life, your eternity, and yourself. It is of this that the Holy Spirit reminds you, it is this that the Holy Spirit sees. This vision invariably frightens the ego because it is so calm. Peace is the ego's greatest enemy because according to its interpretation of reality, war is the guarantee of its survival. The ego becomes strong in strife. If you believe there is strife, you will react viciously because the idea of danger has entered your mind. The idea itself is an appeal to the ego. Forty, the Holy Spirit is as vigilant as the ego. To the call of danger, opposing it with his strength, just as the ego welcomes it with all its might, the Holy Spirit counters this welcome by welcoming peace. Peace and eternity are so closely related as are time and more. Perception as well as knowledge derives meaning from relationships. Those which you accept are the foundation of your belief, your beliefs. The separation is merely another term for a split mind. It was not an act but a thought. Therefore, the idea of separation can be given away just as the idea of unity can. Either way, the idea will be strengthened in the mind of the giver.
0: Thank you, Karen. And from Marie.
1: 46. The Holy Spirit is as vigilant as the ego to the call of danger, opposing it with his strength, just as the ego welcomes it with all its might. The Holy Spirit counters this welcome by welcoming peace. Peace and eternity are as closely related as our time and war. Perception as well as knowledge derives meaning from relationships. Those which you accept are the foundations of your beliefs. The separation is merely another term for a split mind. It was not an act but a thought. Therefore, the idea of separation can be given away, just as the idea of unity can. Either way, the idea will be strengthened in the mind of the giver. 41. The ego is a symbol of separation, just as the Holy Spirit is a symbol of peace. What you perceive in others, you are strengthening in yourself. You let your mind misperceive, but the Holy Spirit lets your mind reinterpret its own misperceptions. The Holy Spirit is the perfect teacher. He uses only what your minds already understand to teach you that you do not understand it. The Holy Spirit can deal with an unwilling learner without going counter to his will because part of his will is still for God. Despite the ego's attempts to conceal this part, it is still much stronger than the ego, even though the ego does not recognize it. The Holy Spirit recognizes it perfectly, because it is His own dwelling place, or the place in the mind where He is at home.
0: Thank you, Rob Marie and Diana.
3: Hi. Give me one second. Make it back to my okay. Forty-one. The ego. Is a, the ego is a symbol of separation, just as the Holy Spirit is a symbol of peace. What you perceive in others, you are strengthening in yourself. You let your mind misperceive, but the Holy Spirit lets your mind reinterpret its own misperceptions. The Holy Spirit is the perfect teacher. He uses only what your mind already understands to teach you that you do not understand it. The Holy Spirit can deal with the unwilling learner without going counter to his will because part of his will is still for God. Despite the ego's attempts to conceal this part, it is still much stronger than the ego. Even though the ego does not recognize it, the Holy Spirit recognizes it perfectly because it is his own dwelling place or the place in mind where he is at home. 42. You are at home there too because it is a place of peace and peace is of God. You who are part of God are not at home except in his peace. If peace is eternal, you are at home only in eternity. The ego made the world as it perceives it, but the Holy Spirit, the reinterpreter of what the ego made, sees it only as a teaching device for bringing you home. The Holy Spirit must perceive time and reinterpret it into the timeless. The mind must be led into eternity through time because, having made time, it is capable of perceiving its opposite. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Diana. Uh, and Judy.
4: Ooh, one of my favorite ideas time. You were at home there too because it is a place of peace. I'm going to read the last sentence. The Holy Spirit recognizes it perfectly, because it is his own dwelling place, or the place in the mind where he, he is at home. You are at home there, too, because it is a place of peace. And peace is of God. You who are a part of God are not at home, except in his peace. You are not at home except in his peace. If peace is eternal, you are at home only in eternity. That's huge. The ego made the world as it perceives it, but the Holy Spirit, the reinterpreter of what the ego made, sees it only as a teaching device for bringing us home. The Holy Spirit must perceive time and reinterpret it into the timeless. The mind must be led into eternity through time because, having made time, it is capable of perceiving its opposite. The Holy Spirit must work through opposites because he must work with and for a mind that is eternal in opposition. Correct and learn and be open to learning. You have not made the truth, but truth can still set you free. Look as the Holy Spirit looks and understand as He understands. His understanding looks back to God in remembrance of me. He is in holy communion always, and he is part of you. He is your guide to salvation because he holds the remembrance of things past and to come. He holds this gladness gently in your minds, asking only that you increase it in his name by sharing it to increase his joy in you. Amen.
0: Thank you, Judy. Um, And Sandra?
5: 43. The Holy Spirit must work through opposites because he must work with and for a mind that is in opposition. Correct and learn and be open to learning. You have made truth, but truth, you have not made truth. The truth can set you free. Look as the Holy Spirit looks and understand as he understands. His understanding looks back to God in remembrance of me. He is in holy communication. Sorry, he is in holy communion always, and he is part of you. <clears throat> he is your guide to salvation because he holds the remembrance of things past. And to come, he holds the gladness gently in your mind, asking only that you increase it in his name by sharing it to increase his joy
0: in you. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, everyone who read this morning. Um, I just, I can't think of a better way um, to approach today's lesson than through this reading. Uh, So today, uh, Fran, why don't you just take us straight there, okay? Sure. Thanks. Hi, everybody. Thank you. We are in the first part of the workbook, and we're on our first review. And today, I'm going to read one paragraph from the introduction, and then we're going to do the lessons. In each lesson, we're going to do a one-minute meditation. And at the end of all the the review of the lessons, five of them, we'll do a three-minute meditation. Okay. So I'm just going to read paragraph five from the introduction. The purpose of your learning is to enable you to bring the quiet with you, and to heal distress and turmoil. This is not done by avoiding them and seeking a haven of isolation for yourself. You will yet learn that peace is part of you and requires only that you be there to embrace any situation in which you are. And finally, you will learn that there is no limit to where you are, so that your peace is everywhere as you are. So we'll go over to the lessons now. We are on Lesson 53. And the first review is Lesson 11. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Since the thoughts of which I am aware do not mean anything, the world which pictures them can have no meaning. What is producing this world is insane. And so is what it produces. Reality is not insane, and I have real thoughts as well as insane ones. I can therefore see a real world if I look to my real thoughts as my guide for seeing. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. One minute. I will do a review of number 12. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. Insane thoughts are upsetting. They produce a world in which there is no order anywhere. Only chaos rules a world which represents chaotic thinking. And chaos has no laws. I cannot live in peace in such a world. I am grateful that this world is not real and that I need not see it at all unless I choose to value it. And I do not choose to value what is totally insane and has no meaning. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. One minute. Thirteen, a meaningless world engenders fear. The totally insane engenders fear because it is completely undependable and offers no grounds for trust. Nothing in madness is dependable. It holds out no safety and no hope. But such a world is not real. I have given it the illusion of reality and have suffered from my belief in it. Now I choose to withdraw this belief and place my trust in reality. In choosing this, I will escape all the effects of the world of fear because I am acknowledging that it does not exist. A meaningless world engenders fear. One minute. 14. God did not create a meaningless world. How can a meaningless world exist if God did not create it? He is the source of all meaning and everything that is real is in his mind. It is in my mind too because he created it with me. Why should I continue to suffer from the effects of my own insane thoughts when the perfection of creation is my home? let me remember the power of my decision and recognize where i really abide god did not create a meaningless world one minute 15. My thoughts are images which I have made. Whatever I see reflects my thoughts. It is my thoughts which tell me where I am and what I am. The fact that I see a world in which there is suffering and loss and death shows me that I am seeing only the representation of my insane thoughts and I'm not allowing My real thoughts to cast their beneficent light on what I see. Yet God's way is sure. The images I have made cannot prevail against him because it is not my will that they do so. My will is his and I will place no other gods before him. My thoughts are images which I have made. One minute. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. A meaningless world engenders fear. God did not create a meaningless world. My thoughts are images which I have made. Freemance. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. A meaningless world engenders fear. God did not create a meaningless world. My thoughts are images which I have made.
3: Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran
2: was perfect. Thank you guys. Good morning, it's Karen. I'm going to so jump good. in. So um, in the context of today's reading, my real thoughts are the thoughts I share with God. My holy mind is the mind my, of the Holy Spirit, the Christ mind, the right thinking mind. That's all we've learned from the past uh, you know, few days of reading. So my holy mind has peace and light and love and truth and all of those things. So someone close to me, my daughter obviously, <laughs> Uh, I had another crisis yesterday and she calls me up and I go right into false empathy. I don't mean to do it, but I feel her whole emotional world like a tsunami. It isn't even the physical thing. It isn't even the constant, constant, constant draining me for money. It isn't that. It's the, it's feeling all her pain Feeling her despair, feeling her suffering, her loneliness, and and it's so emotionally overwhelming to feel that I lose myself. I can't even find the mind of Christ. And um, this this reading says that whatever I see in my brother. If I see someone else that's separate from God, I strengthen the belief that I am separate from God. It says that seeking God in isolation is an ego alien journey with ego as guide, which is really a really powerful statement. It means you can't find God by yourself. And I kept I kept um, going in last night. All night long I was awake trying to meditate, trying to clear this, trying to separate it You know what's mine, what's hers, or process it, or release it, or give it to the Holy Spirit. I was like, not getting anywhere. Really, not getting anywhere. Just feeling so much pain, and the pain she's in feels infinite. And maybe it's my pain, my ego. Maybe it's because I resonate with her. It has nothing to do with her stuff. It's all my stuff. Who cares? It's false, right? It's illusions. It's not real. That's the point. So how can I use the reading from today to see the way out? And the answer is, she has her own Christ self. We are equals. I am not responsible for her. I am her her equal. I may have been her mother and brought her into this world, but she's an adult. She's 45 years old, and she's been in and out of N.A., and She knows the program. And I told her today, step three, step three, turn your will and your life over to the power of God. You want to do it by yourself and we're just not getting anywhere. It's constant chaos. But the thing is, I feel like I have to save her because nobody else is there for her. But it's not even the material world saving her. It's this emotional mother thing of an, an umbilical cord to her, or, um, you know, the, from the womb kind of thing that I feel like I have to save her. But I don't have to save her. I don't have to save her. When a person comes to me in suffering and they're crying and they're going through a hell world of emotion, the answer is you are a son of God have a choice to listen to the Christ mind. You are a holy son of God. Christ mind is in you. The mind of God is in you. The peace of God is in you. Choose again. And I choose for myself to only uphold the Christ in her and not to share the suffering because that is false empathy, the Course says. That is not even helpful. I thought from my spiritual training with other teachers that healers do that. Healers process other people's emotional pain. Well, I don't know. All I know is right now, um, it takes me down. And I don't think that's God's plan for me. God's plan for me is to be strong and share the strength and the light and the peace. Um on that note, I think I'm complete. Thank you for letting me share that. Um, When I wanted to just emphasize, seeking God in isolation is an ego alien journey with ego as a guide. That's just about trying to find God by yourself. And the Course is saying, you can't find God by yourself because we're all parts of God and we have to join in unity and love one another and heal together, and share the share the mind of God. I'm complete. Thank you. Boy,
0: that was really huge understanding, Karen. Probably a lifetime's worth right there in a nugget. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Karen. <clears throat> there, there's. Uh, there's an axiom that goes around that um, in in the business of empathy is really helpful it's startling in its truth but it's helpful when I um, when I am identifying with someone in pain I'm losing myself but the axiom is you see what you see with you see what you see with, and uh, it's very true if i'm um, if I'm seen with my ego, I will over identify with pain because I'm identifying with the painful journey um, that I have escaped, but I'll forget that, and so um, I have to ask for help, which is. Uh, the upshot of this entire section, um, and and the thing about um, the you alone—I mean, think of that phrase, "me alone" or "you alone." It's the antithesis of everything in this book. The whole idea of me alone is an error. It's an impossibility. I'll feel that way sometimes, but that doesn't mean that it's true. It's impossible in creation the way God has created it all within his own mind. And where else can I be? <laughs> you know? Um and so um what I wanted to say when I said that's a lifetime's learning, um boy that's <laughs> it's lesson 156 where he talks about um, the lonely road you've escaped and there you are with bleeding feet you know trotting this this path alone thinking there is no help anywhere for me and all of a sudden you feel Christ touch upon your shoulder and you believe there's hope and now you see your way out of this lonely road. And there's one thing more you forgot, he says, His touch upon your shoulder has made you like himself. And that like himself being sees nothing but perfection everywhere. You see? And so when I'm over identifying with someone in pain, that's that's not something I need to scold myself about. It's something I need to ask my mind. What's the true way? What's the correct way to see this? I don't know. Uh, And acknowledge that my ego is going to answer first and say, oh man, you know, and all the things we say, if only she would this or that or the other, uh, in order to escape. But my holy mind will say, you have already escaped. You are myself. You are as holy. As our Creator, endowed with all his righteousness and perfection, as you were created, um, you see what you see with, and you choose your guide for singing and um, that's an important step to remember, and it's the whole upshot of this, this section If I see with my ego, I will see ego stuff. If I see with Holy Spirit, I'll just see holiness so. That was a marvelous share, Karen. I thank you for it. I'm complete.
3: Thank you for that, um, Lori. i I stand with you in that vibration. I. I have a daughter, as everybody knows, that um, has had her her um, challenges. And today, I don't step into fear with any of that. If it comes up, I instantly shift over to how do I want to see her. I actually do. The, the Dr. Len's practice, he never wanted to meet any of those patients. He said, give me the file. And he put his hands over it. And he saw them in, in perfect harmony with themselves. He realigned them with their love and their truth, you know, through the energy, you know, through his, through his seeing them through Christ's vision he saw them. That's how I see her. That's how I choose to see her beyond herself. It's what they talked about today in that vibration of not going in fear because you're adding to it, but rather how is she? How do I choose to see her? This person that gave up on herself is painting again. This person that, that... you know, I don't. I just don't. I don't. If they come at me, I I do that golden key. I see her, you know. I, I turn it over to God, and and I just choose to be in the vibration that everything is fine because the truth is everything is fine, and everything is fine. And um, I think this was a, a really good lesson. I'm I'm referring to the phone. Uh, for the first time and not my book <laughs> it's actually once you get the hang of it it's pretty good there are so many things in here the the meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world reality is not insane and I have real thoughts as well as insane ones and I can therefore see a real world if I choose to look to my real thoughts as my guide for seeing and i'm never alone in that holy spirit is always with me always and i i got to it's interesting right, right now i'm <clears throat> sitting on a patio and and watch the the day break over an ocean uh, my my daughter had business in san francisco she's a, owner of a company called Nod Pod, um, a sleep device that she invented. And Chase Bank wanted to um, have a meeting with her. And, and that's huge when Chase invites you to <laughs> a meeting. So anyway, we, we, we drove down here. And what the joy was, I got to be with my oldest daughter. and, and it's all, And this is the first time since I can remember that we've had a long time that didn't include kids and a dog, you know. And although she was on Zoom calls and business all the way up, just the presence of being with her was so wonderful, you know. And she's sleeping, and I'm outside on this patio with water coming underneath us or in an ocean hotel, and I got to witness a daybreak, and I felt like it was in a dream because I couldn't see anything but i was in the dark during the meeting call cuz it's early out here in california and and the sunrise came to you know came up but i couldn't see it yet because it's fog it's fog coming in but what broke so i felt like god this is an illusion i am in a dream but when i just sat here in the, the willingness just to be a part of whatever this is right now that i'm experiencing in 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 this climate the fog began to lift, and and hey, there's a village in the background at Sausalito, you know, and 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 fish trucks are unpacking, you know, going into the restaurants. There was a fog holling just before I took this call, and I'm in the minute, in, in the spirit of this now moment, and this is where eternity is, not in the the the, the this whole lesson was talking a lot about the ego and time. And when you're dead, that's it. You know, ego's dead, uh dead, but you're an eternal being and you go on. And when you can stay not in, uh, in the time where, which ego understands, you know, and bringing the past forward into the future so you're vibrating and that again and you're getting upset and it becomes you because ego has had you all of your life. And if you identify it, there you are again. But if you can stay in that distance, that ego does not want you to be in this meditative time where Christ resides, and then taking him with you in everything like I did to the restaurant when people were giving us the food. And I was blessing them and feeling their energy and their beautiful vibration because I wasn't in the perception of, oh, look at what you're wearing, or, you know, hey, buddy, you might need a bath. No, (laughs) no, because it's a fish culture that we're around right now. Going beyond all of that, just to seeing. The presence of his, his these beautiful worn hands you know putting our food down and being in the moment right now in the reality of this beautiful world because i choose to see it that way and whenever our fear base comes up i just no 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 not going in that vibration or that energy because it doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve her or it doesn't serve anybody that I might have a sideway comment with because they're feeling it, and then it injures me, and then it's going to take a while for me to step out of that to come back to an amends. I didn't mean that. I want to step back into the light, you know, because they're and regardless of what shows up, and trust me, I know pain when it comes to daughters. You know, that that there is only God here, and there's nothing but God here. And regardless of how whatever showed up, it's their lesson to learn. Jesus, this kid is getting away furniture. And when I came to visit, you know, where's the bed? Where well, there's a person that needed it more down the hallway. You know, then she's talking about me wanting to buy her another mattress. I couldn't do it. I thought, well, you know, we gave you one. I'm sorry you have to, you know... You know, enjoy the floor. But that's your lesson to learn. And when I started taking the net under her off, which was a very painful thing to do, she began to grow up. She began to get a sense of herself. Why? Because it wasn't me. It was God. It was just believing in her, just loving her, seeing her the way I choose to see her, which is perfect. And the truth is she is. She's one of my greatest teachers. This kid, when she is on, she is on. And I've got to have a notebook just to take it down. And if we give people, you know, all people, regardless of who they are, you know, our love and our support and our, our there's a word? Sure. Um, Holy Spirit, you know, and if we just see them the way they, they are in God, then we allow them to light up and become that. We give them the freedom to become that. We give them the permission for themselves to become that. And I just stand in the Holy Spirit. I hope this stays because, I, you know, as a human being, you know, ego. You don't want to fall in life
6: with him. But anyway,
3: it's always a choice, and I'm complete. Thank you. Hey.
1: Well, I'm happy to Good hear Diane. that you're enjoying yourself. It's great. I just had um, a thought for Karen, because I just had a thought for myself, uh, which is, you know, how sometimes people just have to unload, and... Unfortunately, or fortunately, a mom is the one they unload on. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, you know, when someone starts to unload, uh, we know that. We know that that's what they're doing. And they don't really want us to keep that inside ourselves. They just need to get rid of it. So we could have like a basket Or, you know, something like a a stream next to us. And as they unload, picture all of that going down the stream. Like that is not for us moms or dad, as the case may be. It's it's our child needing to talk to somebody. And we may be the only person they can talk to. So what are we going to do with that? Let it go. Just let it go. And be at peace, knowing and being thankful that we are there for them. God has placed us in that position to be able to just watch that rubbish just go down the stream there. And, and God, the Holy Spirit, is going to turn that into something miraculous just as we just heard a wonderful story about that. Thank you. That's
5: beautiful. Thank you, Robin. Yeah, Robin Murray, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. This is Ida. I'm on the call now. Finished my breakfast and all. So, anyway, hi, and all the best to all of you.
3: Thank, Thank you, Ida. sweet Ida. Yeah, the best to you, too. Thank you. Thanks, Ida. I'm doing good
5: this morning. Yeah. I'm feeling like, I need to uh, invoke some angels to be around me and help me, and I think they are anyway, but I need to realize it, and I even have an, a flower essence from the the flower called Angelica that, like the name suggests, it helps with that process, but I haven't been able to open the um shrink wrap yet, <laughs> so I mean, i'll get i'll get to try my scissors and I'll get to that you know but uh, but yeah, thank you
1: thanks Ida
0: so I have a question guys um. This section title is called the Way of Salvation, and uh, I'd be interested to know um, what what we think this way of salvation is in, in a few in a few reading this section. What is the way of salvation? Oh, we for glorious. Salvation is the way of peace.
4: Yeah. Was that you friend, go ahead. The way of salvation. Yeah. Yes. The only thing that needs to be saved is the mind, and the mind needs to be at peace. That peace is what saves us from our crazy insanity. And the, you know, the, the difference. Just looking at the early lessons and how. The difference between how we perceive ourselves, who and what and where we think we are in this body as being a reality, and it's not real because it's just an image of perception. It's an illusion of who we think we are. We think we think we are this body. It's not true. It's merely a belief. And this word belief, it's really jumping out at me this morning, Um, you know, what, what I invest my heart in, what I value, what is true, truth will correct all the errors in my mind. And I have to go to the teacher of truth, to Christ consciousness, to the Holy Spirit within me to know what the truth about myself is. Now, this is a, a, long, with a long process of inquiry, you know, what love is is always already here but what it's not is what the obstacles that we've laid over it we've veiled it with and the idea that i veiled veiled the 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 presence of holiness and love being everywhere is because i'm perceiving it through a selfish self-centered little minded perception of it this is mine and it's not only the thoughts i think but the emotions that i give my thoughts very important thoughts people they i've made them very important the vip treatment for my thoughts these are so important because i've invested feelings and emotions with them but what kind of feelings are they What kind of feelings am I investing my thoughts with? Am I investing them with love or am I investing them with fear? Because those are the only two emotions that I have. So if I'm going to invest my thinking with emotion, if I'm, you know, already run amok with fear, then I know this is not thoughts that that would come from God, from a place of peace, from a place of love. And it's only the thoughts of fear that make me anxious and upset and worried and concerned. And the, the Holy Spirit, being being the part of my one, the one mind, the right mind, that I have the choice to choose between these two, because I'm in the world and I have a, a mind that thinks right along with the rest of the world, and I'm I can be subject subject to it if I allow my mind to wander and not be disciplined this is why the course is called a a training in mind discipline because I must decide which kingdom I am going to let rule my mind I'm a part of the kingdom of God my inheritance is peace and it goes with me wherever I go it never leaves me I can never lose it unless i disturb myself i deprive myself or forsake myself of this peace for this i am responsible i am responsible for my thinking now you know i i was i wanted someone to babysit me and i wanted someone to save me and i wanted someone to keep me safe and protected and no one ever to hurt me and you know but it, it was it was time for for Jude to put on her her big girl panties <laughs> and say, you know what, you know maybe maybe others are responsible for theirs too. I can't, I cannot save anybody. I have to put the oxygen mask on myself first, and then maybe I'll be able to bring some peace to the world. If not, I'm just I'm just being environmental pollution. I'm not. I am not a part of the solution. I'm a part of the problem. So um, the idea that the ego never knows. In the text, it, it makes this clear again that the Holy Spirit's the idea of healing, the idea of God. It's strengthened when shared. It's a call for God. It's a part of God. It's a part of me that I identify identify with these ideas as being I am a thought in the mind of God and I'm gonna identify with my mind, my my thoughts, my mind with God's mind and thoughts. And I'm either going to be in agreement with them or I'm gonna be in opposition to them, which is the egoic thinking. And it's it says that the ego doesn't know anything, the ego merely perceives And usually wrong, in the wrong way. It misperceives and miscreates. So the ego doesn't know the spirit. The spirit doesn't perceive, so it can't know the ego. They're in opposition, total opposition. They're at war. The ego's at war with my soul. It's in opposition with my peace. So if I'm not being peaceful, there's some some ego getting in either my own if I'm so unaware or unmindful or someone's ego is influencing my peace. I'm giving them the power to influence my peace. I'm enabling someone to disturb my peace. And who's responsible for that? I am. Because power is not Is not mine to give away, it's got the power of God which unifies my soul in holy relationship with everyone, who keeps me out of conflict, keeps me out of opposition, enables me to give everybody the freedom to disturb their own peace. But I don't have to join them in that. That's, you know, my last foolish journey. I got down off the cross and I said, you know, you're free to crucify yourself. I won't crucify you. You're free to crucify yourself, but I am not responsible for you crucifying yourself and I can't help you until you see you've made your, the misery. You're, you're the maker of your own misery and you are responsible for that. It's time to suit and show up and be present. The only experience I'm having is now, and if I'm denying my own peace, forsaking my own peace, it's only now that I can reclaim it. Always, 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 only here and now. It's where I lose it and where I claim it. And I'm determined not to see my brothers, you know, forsaking their own peace. Please, do not forsake your own peace. Do not do this to yourself. This need not be. When I'm acknowledging in my brother, I'm acknowledging in myself, and I strengthen. So either I'm strengthening the ego in myself and in them, or I'm strengthening my soul, my unified state of grace, the state of mind, unshakable state of peace and joy and happiness. I choose happiness today, you want to choose to be miserable, how's that working for you? How is that working for you? I've asked myself a hundred times, Jude, how is that working for you? This is your choice, you're free to choose, this is your free will. The Holy Spirit is my will for happiness, I share in God's will for happiness for me. This is divine logic, I share in God's will for peace for me. And no one, no one can deny me God's will for me except me. And that's the holy truth. That's the holy truth of my relationship. And I'm going to stand firm in that today, all through the day. And, you know, I don't have to be righteous about it. I can be very relaxed and very welcoming. And I can see people in their suffering And share my joy and my peace with them and say, you know what? (laughs) There's always another way to see things. There's a million ways to see things. A million ways to perceive things. Ten thousand ways to perceive things. But that the ego mind is not understandable to the soul because it's insane. And never the two will meet. So I'm not looking for future happiness or future peace. I'm not looking for for peace to change the past. By changing the past, there's no hope for a different past. The past is gone. It's gone forever. And there's no hope for a different past. So I made my peace with that too. All I can do is be in the present. Understanding, understanding this is light. And the light leads to knowledge, the knowledge that I am one with everything, with God and everyone. I will be at peace today. Peace is my strength. Peace is my happiness. Peace is my function. Make peace, not war. Cool. Enough out of you. That was a long talk. (laughs) I got it out. Thank you. Have a joyful day.
0: Thanks, Judy. I love
5: you, Judy. Thank you, Kevin. I was on every word you were saying, Jude, and it was so right on. My will determines my perception and it's it's you know, boy, these days my will is is a mess. <laughs> but it's just to notice, not to condemn myself, not to condemn anything or anybody, just to notice how that ego is so insidious and it's gonna hold on to its whatever stronghold it has, so it's good that I'm seeing it, and um eventually my will will determine my perception, and I'll be back in into peace, but it's just you know sometimes it's a yo-yo sometimes it comes out in layers. who knows it's just to keep on keeping on I'm complete,
4: yes. thank you, Sandra. Thank you. I'm, you know, I'm along for the ride with everybody. Being um, in the world, um, it's not an easy task for what was created as a free spirit. You know, there there are limitations that we we physically and mentally, emotionally suffer from. Um, that you know, the the spirit which he has everything and would give everything out of the generosity of the heart that holds everything and in that perfect love it's like you know it's sad that people suffer it cries for people who suffer and wills that people don't suffer i don't will for anybody to suffer including myself but people do and but i think a lot of it probably I don't know what the percentage would. I would guesstimate, but so much of it is of our own thinking, of our own making, and is not needed. It's not necessary. It's in our imagination. And, um, you know, when I ask myself, where am I and what am I right here, right now, it's really never half bad. <laughs> mostly it's mostly good. And when I'm just still and I'm here and I say, where am I, what am I, right here, right now, and I use what I've got, what have I got to give? I've got all the love in the universe to give to everybody, all the peace in the universe to give to everybody. And that's how the idea of Jude gives herself, gives all to all, to know that I have all, because it's all a part of me. And my will, universal will, is one with God's in, in uniting that we be happy, joyous, and free. And we can share what we can share on the material level and do what we can on the material level. But, you know, at the material level, it's not my responsibility because Judy is limited. And it's foolish. It's bearing that cross, that carrying that cross and crucifying myself because Judy's limited. Judy can't. <laughs> God can, and I think I'll let him. <laughs> Amen.
5: That was great. <clears throat> Hence the tool. Um, you know, for me, this these lessons this morning are such great tools because I can, if I'm going down that egoic trail and I'm suffering, I can just say to myself, Sandra, you're suffering. You know, I have to notice that I am suffering, and it's meaningless. There's no need to. Don't give it the what you know. Whatever meaning I'm giving it is what's making me suffer, and it's an egoic meaning. And and so just you know, it's it just address it like, okay, you're doing meaningless again, Sandra and hopefully that'll lighten me up a little bit it does and then i go back into it again but it's um this too shall pass i'm complete
0: i love that <laughs>
5: you yeah oh
3: man Sandra. that was beautiful share yes thank you when you say
4: meaningless jude thinks judgment you're judging yourself again <clears throat> amen thank you
0: it's, it's um, uh, you make a really important point, um, Sandra, about, uh, I'm doing it again. There's nothing, um, that's more disarming to the ego than to have the serious rug whipped out from underneath it, you know? Um, and I think that's what he means when he says in paragraph 38 that the ego becomes strong in strife. Um... It took me a long time to realize that I am not my guide to salvation, <laughs> you know. Uh, so the book says this, and so I will this, and and uh, the idea that I will this was the problem. Uh, the only thing I'm ever asked to do is unlearn what I taught myself. And the only way I can unlearn what I taught myself is to ask Holy Spirit what's the truth of this. And um and the beauty of that, um, you know, is it, it just almost always takes me into spacious self, you know, um, where all of a sudden it's not just my problem and my uh situation to solve. It's, um, it's the space where truth can arrive, as opposed to efforting and striving and uh, contradicting myself and all the other things that are ego habits, you know. Uh, ego becomes strong in strive. and strife. I think that's why he says there's a tendency... <clears throat> when you withdraw blame from without, uh, to harbor it within. Oh, look, you did it again. For crying out loud, are you ever going to learn? You know? um, All of that, he asked me to let go. Um, We say, I will forgive myself. I think what that means, ultimately, is... um, I will let those bad habits go because they don't serve me. And uh, as for the way of salvation, I think that way is simply peace. And um, and I can't arrive there without help because the ego is the belief that I'm on my own. And uh, the atonement uh, is the correction for that idea. Anyway, um, I subtitled this section, The Way of Salvation. I subtitled it in my book as uh, Take It for a Road Test. <laughs> test everything
1: um,
0: against uh, the notion of peace. Test everything I believe against the notion of peace. And if it doesn't, um, if it doesn't fit peace, then it isn't something I want. And um, and I think that's the invitation in the way of salvation. He says in that very first paragraph, the Holy Spirit is the bridge or the thought transfer from perception, that is what I think is going on, my interpretations, my ideas, is the bridge of thought transfer from that to knowledge. And knowledge is God. Knowledge is truth. Um, Knowledge is simply that, simply truth. And um, that needs clarification, he says, not in words, but in experience. And finally, the last thing I wanted to say, and I think it's pretty important, is he said early early on in chapter 3, I want to get yeah it is in paragraph 48 in chapter 3 I was a man who remembered the soul and its knowledge <clears throat> as man I did not attempt to counteract error with knowledge like you've got that wrong buddy uh, but rather correct error from the bottom up and in that regard I think That's what he's talking about Um, in this whole section. Every misinterpretation is subject to correction. Every, um, this is how I see it, is subject to correction. Every, um, you did that wrong idea is subject to correction. And correction, as the Holy Spirit does it, is peace, is gladness, is gentleness. Um, it is always some version of peace. When I arrive at that place, um, I do it as a consequence of. Of I hopped off my horse again. <laughs> you know, oops! I feel out of peace. I can turn that over to the Holy Spirit just like uh, the atonement prayer says I must have I must have this wrong so please correct me give me the truth from the bottom up
1: the other thing I wanted
0: to say about that is it's a way of life just as you say Sandra Um, I must have I must have misinterpreted once again when we started this whole dialogue of what is the Holy Spirit, he said, um, it's universality. And, um, <laughs> I forgot what I wanted to say. <clears throat> Nothing more than your own right mind. Yeah, that is. second, it's incapable of, of attack and therefore truly open. does not engender knowledge, but it doesn't obstruct it in any way. Third, it's an unequivocal call to love while every other voice is still. Um, I need to let life present itself to me that way. Oh, another call for love oh another call for love oh another call for love in order to learn that i am love and that's for me a pretty good way of looking at this journey that i'm not concentrating so much on a point of arrival as simply a way of approaching life and letting life uh, give itself to me so anyway uh, i'm complete and thanks for talking about the road test uh, everyone who joined today. And Lemoyne, I'm gonna ask you if you have any final thoughts.
6: Um hmm. Yeah, not not particularly, although um I you know, given the way the lessons end up with uh, my thoughts or images that I have made, and that, uh, you know, there is a guide to salvation. And... Uh, Well, I mean, this is what... Okay, I'll say more. (laughs) um, Because I'm feeling remarkably unqualified today. Uh, But um, this thing in the last paragraph, you asked, Laurie, what is the way? And the way is... uh, I think in the last paragraph where it says he is your guide to salvation because he holds the remembrance of things past and to come. And then it's like, what? (laughs) And then he says, it says, he holds this gladness gently in your minds, And so, this I think is it's something uh, something that, that points, like you've said, without saying it, to resign as our own teacher. I will resign as my own teacher because I do not have a peaceful remembrance of things past and to come. And so it's like that, that, Kind of thought I should, you know, give to one who knows. Uh, if it's not <clears throat> representing peace and peace that is filled with joy, he, he holds his gladness gently in your minds, asking only that you increase it in his name by sharing it. To increase his joy in you. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's here without actually saying it, this thing of resign as your own teacher, because, um, I think the whole the whole image of uh, it's more than an image. The experience of being at the effect of my own thoughts is uh, is clearly um, um, it's it's kind of clearly insane that it's like we made time as it's ordinarily conceived of, and yet we act like we're prisoners to it. But, you know, um, well, I guess it's true. We can, you know, wall ourselves away from the present that way. It is not... It's not anything universal in that. It's something that is done alone. And... uh as such, it's going to lead away from the salvation that's offered here, um, which again I can only you can only see in terms of letting go, letting go of what I think, and and I think that is how the Holy Spirit works through understanding is is. Um, Or escape help enables us or guides us out of the ego by understanding, not destruction. And just you know, just by holding the, <clears throat> sorry, just by holding the you know, what we really want and continually offering it. And it's always present, but it's only my thoughts that would hide it or take it away from me. Anyway, I'm complete there. Thank you.
0: Thank Mm -hmm. you, LeMoyne. Oh, you pointed to so many good features of this. I'm grateful. Thank
2: you, LeMoyne. Great synopsis. Thank you, LeMoyne.
0: Well, you pointed me to um, just an excellent place to close. This whole discussion of uh, communication, uh, while you were talking, I thought that's exactly right. The separation was not a loss of perfection but a failure in communication. He also said in this work, "You have the most um, ununderstandable or insane habit of not communicating with your creator and um and when I take that to heart. I mean, seriously, take that to heart. Um, I am in a place of pure openness to receive. And the upshot, I think, of this uh, entire group of five lessons is, can my can my mind, am I willing to allow my mind uh, to receive my real thoughts, the thoughts I think with God? And... Um, and in that sense, here's a good place to close. God does not teach. To teach is to imply a lack, which God knows does not exist. God is not conflicted. Teaching aims that change, but God created only the changeless. The separation was not a loss of perfection, but a failure of communication. A harsh, strident form of communication arose as the ego's voice. It could not shatter the peace of God, but it could shatter yours. God did not blot it out because to eradicate it would be to attack it. Being questioned, he did not question. He merely gave the answer with capital A. His answer is your teacher. And um, and when I learned to collaborate with the Holy Spirit, uh, he will teach me how my real thoughts cast their beneficent light, uh, just like uh, the last thought in this lesson today uh, promises. So, uh, the way of salvation is the way with my answer. Thank you, everyone. Beautiful call. I'm very grateful for your openness to receive and to share. Thank you.